just requested the song uh, Sanctuary. He asked me to do a couple of verses for Sanctuary before he preaches, so I'll, I'll be standing up here to do that. Okay, you know what? How are you? Good. Good to see you, man. Him, ready to give him the praise and the honor that he deserves. Our praise is rising. Let's sing together now. Wow. 
Sing it again. When we see you. When we see you. By face to face. Yes, we do. Washed away. God of love, God of all glory, every day Great is your faithfulness. God of love, God of my story, never fail, you never forsake me. Great is your faithfulness. I see you in the morning light. Feel you in the fire by night.
say, child, I am with you. Everything will be all right. See you in the morning light. Feel you in the fire by night. He say, child, I am with you. Everything will be all right. Feel you in the tears that run. Feel you in the healing come. He say, beloved one, I am with you. Every moment of my life. more time now. I see you. Yes, I see you. I see you. God, I see you. Oh, God, I see you. You know, Jeremiah chapter 32 Verse 17, it says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. I love that line. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for God. There is no need that he can't meet. There is no sin that he can't forgive. There is no problem that he can't overcome. And he will turn away no one, no one who calls on his name and says, God, I'm here. I look to you. I need you. And I love this next song that we're about to do. It's called God, I Look to You. And I pray that we can sing it with the full confidence and assurance that that we can trust him because he is trustworthy and that there is nothing that's too hard for him. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me wisdom to see things like you do. God, I look to you and where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. Sing that verse again. God, I look to you. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision. Things like you do, God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. I will love you, Lord, my God, 
church. Hallelujah. can't go wrong looking to him, can we? All right. You can have a seat, everyone. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Well, right now we are going to take a few minutes this morning and we're going to focus on revival prayer. And in addition, I would love to invite you back this evening Uh, for a time of prayer and a time of worship. We were focusing specifically on revival prayer, and that's going to be 6.30 tonight here at the church. So, you know, the world needs our prayers. Jesus said, in this world, we will have troubles. But But God also said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. The scriptures tells us that the prayers of the righteous 
are powerful and effective. So we want to come together and pray for the miraculous. The, um, that revival is taking place in California and in our nation, and that it would begin with us. If you listen to the news at all, um, it doesn't feel like it. So this is why we pray. This is why we lift our eyes off of our problems and on to the God who is faithful and whose promises are true. The scriptures tells us in Mark 11:23, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. And in 1 John 5:14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we are asking according to his will, he hears us. This morning and this evening, as we come together, we want to stir up our faith, the faith that moves mountains, believes God's promises without wavering, and we want to pray for the supernatural according to his will. Think about that. The power of prayer and the power of faith. What God can do if we join with him and pray for the supernatural in our city and in our state and in our nation. We need God. We need God to move. We need God to heal. We need God to restore and we need God to unite. And it starts with a surrendered heart. A heart that turns from sin and turns to Jesus. A heart that says, I'm done with the old. Jesus, make me new. This is all possible by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Let's ask him to flood this place and invite him into our city that we would be a target of his grace. Let's ask God to move on our day like he's done in the past. So would you pray with me right now? Lord, we look to you. You are where our help comes from. And God, we humble ourselves and we pray for revival. We pray for a turning from sin and a turning to to you. We pray for a great awakening and an outpouring of your spirit. We pray for churches to be filled with believers who are hungry for the word of God and devoted to teaching and connection and prayer. We pray for the churches to be filled with people seeking Jesus because your word says when they seek you, they will find you. And God, we pray that you would be so very present in every church and that your Holy Spirit would be overwhelming. Awaken us, Lord, for what you want to do in our state. And we pray for a harvest of souls. Our world is broken. Sides have been chosen. Many care more about being right over having a relationship. But you, God, you are faithful. Your promises are true. So we speak to the mountains and we pray for revival in our land. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, greeting time. So before we jump into the message, um, thank you. (laughs) We're going to take a moment and we're going to connect. Because connection is part of our our relationship with each other and our relationship with God. So if you just want to take a moment and greet somebody this morning and tell them you're glad to see them.
Ladies and gentlemen, let's make our way back to our seats.
thank you so much. Man, that was great, guys. Really appreciate you leading us in worship. Hey, our God is greater, right? Yeah, there is no mountain that he can't move. Uh, with God, absolutely nothing is impossible. And that's why we gather to worship him. And that's why we're here this morning, because there's nothing our God can't do. And uh, today we have prayed. We have prayed for revival. Uh, we prayed for revival, and we pray for revival. First of all, there are some things only God can do. And one of those things is revival. Only God can bring revival. We have to have willing hearts, but only God can bring revival. We have to have willing hearts, and we need to pray for revival. That's why we're going to gather tonight to pray for revival. That's why we prayed earlier today for revival. And we pray this because nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is too difficult for the Lord. So um, real quickly here, I want to talk to you briefly about a friend of mine. Uh, Matt's going to lead us in a special song here in just a moment, Sanctuary, before we bring up uh, my buddy Cornelius. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about Cornelius Bracey. Uh, I met Cornelius a couple years ago. Uh, it was uh, just as I was, either I was already on my sabbatical or getting ready to go into my sabbatical. And uh, it was kind of a cool day. Uh, I was over at Starbucks. Well, any day at Starbucks for me is a cool day. Uh, that's why I go there a lot. Uh, but uh, I was over there having a cup of coffee with a buddy of mine in ministry. And as Cornelius walked in, uh, it was like immediately I thought, man, this is a brother in Jesus. This is a fellow minister of the gospel. And I knew this because I could see it in his eyes and also read it on his shirt. So, <laughs> so. I had a little help besides that. But it was like, you know, I remember when he walked over, he walked over where you pick up your, your coffee. And it was, just, it was like there was a head nod between he and me, like a common acknowledgement. I was in conversation, so it wasn't appropriate for me to break off the conversation. But, um, but after that conversation had ended, Cornelius was still there. And so I went over to introduce myself, and we just kind of hit it off. And uh, we have similar passions uh, about God, about Christ's church. And, uh, and it was, he really encouraged me. He really encouraged me because that was a time when I was just feeling empty. I really needed a season of rest. And I really needed time just to meet with God. And so I had been praying through and reading through Psalm 46 every day. And uh, when I shared this with him, he said, man, you have got to listen to this sermon. It's called Selah, okay? And Selah, you've probably seen that word sometimes when you read through the Psalms. And what Selah means is it means rest, rest. And, and in music, oftentimes you'll have a, a brief rest before the music continues on. And there's something about that that makes music more powerful. But there are times where we need rest in our lives. By the way, Jesus would often slip away to be with his disciples. And he would pray and he would rest and he would spend time with them. And so, uh, and which is what I was doing. So he told me about this sermon by, um, by John Wesley Howard, right? Is John Wesley Howard? Uh, yeah. Uh, John? John Howard Wesley. Sorry. John Howard Wesley. Yeah, I saw it was close. But, um, but he, uh, he pastors a church out on the East Coast, uh, one of the oldest African-American churches in the country, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And uh, the, the church is about 200 years old. And in 200 years, it's only had eight pastors. 
eight pastors. So that means every pastor lasts approximately 25 years, which that really leads to stability in a church when you have long-term commitment. And uh, But I just remember listening to his sermon really encouraged me, really, really built me up. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring uh, I wanted to bring Cornelius to you is that, you know, years ago, about 30 years ago, God really put it in uh, our hearts, Joy's heart, my heart, to plant a church that makes disciples, to make disciples that plant churches and to plant churches to reach our world. And over the last 28 years that we have been meeting as a church, we've had the opportunity to lead a lot of people to Jesus and to make disciples. Through the years, a lot of lives have been changed in this church. So many of you here now, uh, many other people who uh, have moved on and other parts of the country and even other parts of the world. But we wanted to be a church that makes disciples, and we wanted to make disciples that plant churches. And through the years, we've had opportunity to partner with Venture Church Network, and we've launched, I'm thinking, at least eight churches in Northern California. And then also we helped launch uh, a church a few years back where Jeremy and Melissa Wilson are now up at Gig Harbor in Gig Harbor, Washington. And uh, so we've been able to be a part of that. We haven't done it recently, but uh, my belief, I'm just super excited because Cornelius is wanting to plant a new church in Vacaville and to plant a church that plants churches. Isn't that cool? It's just like our original vision, to plant a church that plants churches. And so their first worship service is going to be like June 5th, June 5th. Uh, so it's coming up here in like a month. And, uh, and I think we can partner with Cornelius. I do. Uh, because he has a similar vision, mission to our mission, our vision. And, and we can begin partnering, I believe, with prayer. He wants to build a team of 100 people uh, praying for him, praying for uh, Holy Ground Christian ministry uh, as they launch. I'd like us to build a team of 100 people and, uh, who are praying for us. But also praying for Cornelius. I just think that would be, uh, Cornelius has really motivated me to really want to beseech you uh, to pray on behalf of Solana Valley Church, but also to pray on behalf of Holy Ground Christian Ministry. So we can partner with him by praying, uh, and I'll get you more information about that in weeks to come. Uh, and then also we can partner with Cornelius if you know anyone who uh, might be looking for a church in the Vacaville area, or if you know someone who would like to be a part of launching a new church, uh, you know, Cornelius, would, um, we, can, we can help that way. We can network through our friends. And so if you know anybody, you can let me know. I'll let Cornelius know, or you can tell him directly. Uh, but I'd like to see us, uh, I'd like, really like to see us partner with him. So uh, that being said, uh, you know what? How, how about I lead us in a special prayer for Cornelius as he brings the word of God to us today from Joshua chapter 6. Uh, and um, so let me pray for him, but also to pray for us, but pray for his new church that they're, they're going to be launching. God, you are great. You are awesome. You are good. As we sang a moment ago, nothing is too difficult for you. Nothing. Nothing. And, uh, and so, God, because we believe that nothing is too difficult for you, we pray that we will be a church that makes disciples and that we will make disciples who plant churches and that we will plant churches to reach our world. And, God, I pray that for us, but I also pray that for Holy Ground Christian Ministry. I know that it is in the heart of Cornelius 
uh, to, to plant churches from Vallejo to Sacramento. And God, uh, show us how we can partner with Cornelius, how we can partner with Holy Ground Christian Ministry, and how we can be a part of a church planning movement uh, that reaches lost people for Jesus, uh, that's a part of seeing that revival that we pray for. Uh, part of the revival that we want to see uh, in this land. So we, we pray that. God also pray. Uh, I pray now uh, for Cornelius uh, as he brings the word of God to us here in just a moment. I pray that you'll fill him uh, with your spirit. I pray that you will help him to, to preach your word uh, and, to, uh, and, and to preach it with, uh, with boldness and with clarity. And, and God, give us hearts ready to listen. Uh, help us to humbly receive the word implanted that's able to save our souls. I, God, I pray we will not simply hear the word today. I pray that we will be changed as we hear. I pray for uh, a miracle of your grace in our hearts as we hear your word. Uh, so I just want to present that to you. And God, I pray that you would make our hearts to be a sanctuary where you are present and you are always welcome. I pray this in the name of Jesus for the honor, the glory of your name. Amen. Sing with me, church. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, pure and holy, tried and true, tried and true, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. I'll be a living, I'll be a living sanctuary for you, sanctuary for you. One more time, church. Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, be a sanctuary, pure and holy, pure and holy, tried and true. Tried and true with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary, sanctuary for you, for you with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. I'll be a living sanctuary, sanctuary for you, for you. Pastor Brace, you will come on up. Hello, how's everybody doing? It is such a joy for me to be here. I just want to let you guys know that you saw me hobbling. Don't feel bad for me. You know, this is just, uh, I am, I'm kind of happy about it because I'm just getting attacked all over the place. You know, and I do know, Pastor, as I shared with him before, if uh, you're not bothering Satan, he's not bothering you. So uh, we're doing a great thing, and it just seems like uh, everything has just been happening in the last couple of weeks, and it's like, I think I'm on the right track. 
you know, it's just a joy of mine to be here. Uh, uh, Gary, he's just, he's right. It was like the first time we saw each other, it was like God is doing something here. You know, it was very difficult to know at that time what he was doing because we were just getting coffee. Um, but uh, he has definitely been a friend, had an opportunity uh, to sit with him in his office, and we just talked. And his lovely wife reminded me of uh, the interview you did with me. Um, I forgot all about it until she she had mentioned it. I just want to thank Matt uh, for, for uh, reaching out to me. It was just a joy there. And coming here and meeting you guys was really good. You know, I got a chance to say hello to many. Uh, Daniel, uh, looking forward to sharing, uh, um, um, telling a friend about where you are. You're in Fairfield, right? Right, right. We want to help you minister there. Amen. So that's really good. Um, shall we look to God in prayer? Gracious God, I thank you uh, for what you're doing. I thank you for the prayers of many. Dear God, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will use me my mind, my heart, my feet, as only you can do. I lay myself before your altar. Fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. God, and we thank you for all that you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, as you're praying, please you know, continue not only to pray for holy grounds, but uh, keep me in prayer. Uh, Satan has really been coming on all ends. I literally uh, was in the hospital in emergency three times, um, you know, so, but it's okay. Uh, and I thank you for your worship, as your worship just really spoke to my heart. I won't keep you long. Um, if you will, if you would stand with me, not uh, for me, but uh, in respect to the word of God. And I'll be reading out of the Amplified Bible uh, this time for this word. Uh, we're looking in Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. And you there say amen. amen. All right. It says, now uh, Jericho a fortified city uh, with high walls was tightly closed because of the people's fear for the sons of Israel. No one went out or came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands with his kings and mighty warriors. Now you shall march around the city all the men of war circling the city once. You shall do this once a day for six days. Uh, also, seven priests shall carry uh, seven trumpets made of ram's horn uh, ahead of the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. When they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, and you and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people 
uh, shall cry out with a great shout battle cry. And the wall of the city will fall down in its place. And the people shall go up, each man going straight ahead, climbing over the rubble. Amen. May God add a blessing to the hearing, the reading and hearing of his word. Now, I know I only have a certain place to travel. I'm going to try to stay right within uh, this area. But before you sit down, I need to let you know that I need you to help me preach this thing. Amen. All right. And so what I need you to do before you sit down, I just need you to say one word with me. You ready for that? You ready? See. I know, I know, I know that don't sound like a whole lot, but just to make sure that you do it, I know y'all hate for preachers to say this, but look over at your neighbor and just look at him and say, see, see, all right, thank you, you can, you can have your seat, see, 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 before we go, I got to tell you about this book, you know, um, truly, this is my favorite book of the Bible, Rev, is a reason why. Because when I was young, at, at the age of 16, I had, you know, I accepted Christ at 16. I began preaching in uh, October of 1976. And I didn't know a whole lot, didn't know many scriptures at all. As a matter of fact, the only scripture that I knew was John 316. But I had a problem with John 3.16 because I didn't know what book it was in. (laughs) And I was the only one that I knew. And so when I had accepted what God had gifted me to, to uh, preach the gospel, afterwards, I'm going to make this story short, but afterwards when I went home, I said, God, I don't know your word. And, but the one thing I do know is this book that I'm holding contains your word. And so, Lord, I am going to believe that when I open it up, you are going to talk to me directly because I need to know that what I have done today, you are with me. God, I need to know I can't do this by myself. At, at, in 77, I knew I couldn't do this thing by myself. I laid down on my bed, Daniel, and I opened up the word. And as I began to read the word, it says, as I was with Moses. So will I be with you. I will, neither, I will never leave thee, nor will I forsake thee. He said, but be strong and courageous. And I read that, and it was hard for me to continue to read it because my eyes built up with water, and I had to wipe the tears from my eyes to continue reading. And as I was reading, he says, but only stay in this word. Do not go to the left nor to the right. Don't let these words... Uh, don't keep these words in your mouth and remember them, guys. And that happened in 77. And now in 2022, it still rings loud in my ear. So I love this. But for some reason, God has been, he's had me in Joshua again. I understand because all the attacks that's going on, I still remember his word because he says, nothing will be able to come against you 
And so I stand on his word, Matt. And what I love to see when I look here, I, I love this word, you know, here in Joshua. I know I got Bible scholars here. Joshua simply means the Lord saves. That's it. Say, say that with me because I know you with me. The Lord saves. Uh -huh, that's all it is. And so when we look here, we see in chapter 6, we see Joshua. He's going to uh, his first battle by himself. And what happens here, as he's going to his battle by himself, we need to understand. If I could pull you in just for a moment, I need to let you know that now that we are here in Joshua, we are really in a different generation because before uh, Joshua, we were in the Moses generation. You know, and with Moses, he had these battles, but he realized that he wasn't winning the battles. You guys know, for when they came up against the Red Sea, and that was Pharaoh's army behind them, the Red Sea in front of them, he, you know, Joshua had an opportunity to see Moses. Listen, the people didn't do anything. They just complained. Oh, now you done brought us out here. Now what we going to do? We gonna, what would you expect us to swim over that way? No, what he did is Moses raised his rod. Am I right about it? And when he raised his rod, the winds blew this way and that, and they walked across on dry ground. Well, they didn't have to do a thing. After they got over on the other side, somebody got, you know, a little thirsty, and so uh, Moses hit a rock. They didn't do nothing, but the water came out. When they were hungry, they went to Moses. Moses went to God, and God sent, what is it? That's what manna means. What is it? And so then... Uh, that was it, and but they still complained every time. But every time they complained, it was nothing that they had to do. All they needed to do is to trust Moses and the relationship that Moses had with God. But then we leave Moses' uh, generation. We come into the Joshua generation. God says to Joshua, hey, check it out. My homeboy Moses, uh, my servant, is dead. He says, now you got to lead these people. And so when we see the Moses generation, when we see the Joshua generation, what's happening now is they couldn't depend upon Moses, but that was action that needed to go along with the things that they did. I love one of my professors uh, in, uh, in seminary, uh, Dr. Mellick and his wife, came up with a particular word, and the word was transform actional. Uh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Transform actional. Yes, there's a transformation that's going to take place, but along with the transformation, there needs to be some action. Y'all, you're good, good, good. Y'all here right with me. Uh -huh. So then now, as we sit here, we see Joshua here in chapter 6. Can, can I put a pen on this for a minute? 
you know, and, and this is going to seem like I'm going somewhere else, but I promise you I'm not chasing the rabbit. I'm staying right here. I want to play a game. Can I play a game? You know, it's been a long time since I was in uh, Toastmasters. When I really look back and I started thinking of the years, it's over 35 years since I was, you're old. <laughs> We're just, our birthday is both in September. <laughs> You know, there was always games that they would have us uh, to do before. And there's a game, where's my youth leaders? There's a game that the youth would play. And not only the youth, there's a game that the parents used to play with their game, and it was called I Spy. Am, am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. I Spy with my little eye. Am I saying that? Look, all, all the ladies are saying, uh huh. The guys are like, hmm. <laughs> I spy with my little eye. And you have to say what you spy, you know. I spy with my little eye, something that tells me where I am. Hmm. Where is that? I spy with my little eye, something that tells me to take the next step. Hmm. That's all behind me. And that's the game that we used to play as I. You guys got it. You guys played it. Ladies, you guys did the game, I Spy. It would seem as though when we're looking here, um, and I read chapter 6, here I think of that game. For when we read in 6 and 1, it says, Now Jericho, a fortified city with high walls. Jericho. You know Jericho. Uh, that's the one that uh, they call the city of palms. Hmm? Jericho. Uh, some may remember Jericho. Uh, remember that guy named Zacchaeus talking about little nursery rhymes? Zacchaeus, little old man was he? Little old man climbed a sycamore tree. Zacchaeus, he was in Jericho. Jericho. You know, that's where uh, Jesus gave the, par- the, the uh, parable of, of the man going down, the Samaritan, and asked the question, who is your neighbor? When he got jumped, are you guys with me? Okay. Jericho. That's the one where he healed two blind men, Jericho. Here, the fortified city. When we look here, he says, Jericho, a fortified city with walls, was tightly closed because of the people of Israel. It was closed because they heard of all of the things that was going on. They, they heard that when they were going to battle, that they was winning. They were hearing what was happening, and the people of Jericho was afraid of the children of Israel. Jericho's sick wall, so thick that it was double walled. As a matter of fact, it was so thick that it had apartment house in it, in the walls. I know, right? You guys, you know, you know somebody that lived there. Mm-hmm. Her name was Rahab. She had a little apartment house. 
Matter of fact, it had windows and, and they, they, she put the scarlet, y'all know the story, through the scarlet rag outside. It was a thick wall, this thick wall. The Jericho walls were so thick. They had their, their men on top of the wall, thick walls. But, and it was so thick, uh, and they knew the Israelites was coming, so he says that no one went in or out because they were making sure that the walls were secure. You guys with me? I'm going to go somewhere. You guys stay right here with me. Keep your hand right there. I promise you, I ain't going to go too far. If I go, it's just going to be one place, but I'm coming right back. It says that the walls were thick. But I love verse 2. And, and I, I had to preach this I, uh, uh, with the team. Your, your pastor is on, on the church planting team, and God just gave it to me for them. But then afterwards, he reminded me that he gave it to them for his people. It says, the Lord said to Joshua, can I, can I, can I stop there? The Lord said, before we go anywhere, before we do anything at all, it's important that you need to hear a word from the Lord. So many times we sit up and we do things, we go places, and we do it on our own, and we wonder how come we're not successful. We wonder how come it fell. We wonder how come that marriage didn't work out. We wonder how come that deal didn't work because we heard ourselves and we did not hear, come on, y'all, a word from the Lord. The Bible says, the Lord said to Joshua. He said, see, I have given you Jericho unto your hands with this kings and the mighty warriors. Can you see that? See, that's why I, I had to say see because he asked him to see something that wasn't there. Hmm. Said, see. He said, see, I have given you Jericho. Wait a minute, God, what are you talking about? You have given me Jericho. Did you see them walls? Didn't you see them folk putting their clothes out the window? That wall is thick. But he says, Matt, see. The problem is that sometimes when God is asking us to see, we're looking with our physical eyes. But he is telling us, Solano, I need you to see. I need you to see with your spiritual eyes. That's why the word is so clear. I love it. Over in Hebrews, it says, you guys need to help me out here. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. You may not see it. You don't. Hey, listen, he said the evidence of things not seen. If you can't see it, how can I have evidence? Because the evidence is in mind. I just believe him. Y'all, Solano, he says to see. He says, see, I have given you mighty. 
I've given you their kings and their warriors. I just need y'all to see. Solano Valley, see. That grandchild of yours is clean and sober. See, that rough relationship that you was going through, I have healed it. See, that, hey, listen, that body that's healed, that's going, taking you through all sorts of trouble, can you see where it is? He says, see. We have to see what God sees. And listen, I need to tell you, before you see that child healed, before you see your body healed, before you see them delivered, before you see your finances right, you need to see yourself as God sees you. So many times, you know, we sometimes we think that we hmm, are not good enough. But because you are a child of the Most High God, he says that you are, you ready for this? He says that you are a royal priesthood and a holy nation. See, can you see it? See what I'm pouring into you. He's given you everything you need. I can't help it. When I was sitting up and I was reading this, Guys, I couldn't help but to go back to chapter 1. For God says to Joshua, even before he did it, he says, I have given you every place on which the soles of your foot tried, <laughs> just as I promised Moses. You guys got to realize that you are serving a God who's a covenant-keeping God. And whatever he said, you need to see it. If he told you that he will be with you, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee, I know that somebody in the house today have found yourself in the midnight hour wondering what is going on. Will I ever get through this? And you need to talk to the darkness and tell the darkness you need to see because my Lord and Savior, good God Almighty, he is right here. Can you see? He says, I have given you everything. He says, no man, in verse 5, he says, no man will be able to stand against you. To oppress you as long as you will live. I need you guys to see that God is with you. Listen, Joshua can stand because he knew and he remembered what God has done. Not only in his life, but he remembers before uh, he got into leadership, he remembers the day when he was fighting the battle. And every time uh, Moses had his hand up, he realized that he was winning. But when Moses' hand came down, he was losing. And so there had to be some other folk around them that would keep Moses' hands up so that he could win. Then he realized that it's not anything of me. 
Huh? But it's uh, by the God that's in me. Huh? Then he understood that no weapon uh-huh, formed against me, even though it hadn't been written yet. But he could say it within himself. No weapon formed against me. Hey, look at here. He can look right here. It says no man will be able to stand before you or to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Can 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 you see? Can can you can you really see that he is with you? Listen, your pastor has already said what the vision was from the beginning was to help plant churches, to help win disciples, so that we can do the great commission that God has said to us, and that is to go. Can you see? I see. Hey, look, look. Uh, I spy with my spiritual eye a church that's winning people all through the Fairfield. Can you see? I, I, I spy with my spiritual eye. A church that's going and helping those that's on the street to give them life, to let them know the value, to let them know that God loves them. Ooh-wee. Listen, I spy with my spiritual eye a church that will love God's people to let them know that no, God loves you just where you are. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God God raised him from the God raised Jesus from the dead and you shall be saved. I spy with my spiritual eye and I just need to know does Solano City, does Solano Valley Church. Do you see? Do you really see? See when if you really see then there are some things that we have to do. Because, listen, what happened as God gave Jericho, I mean, as God gave uh, Joshua a true vision, but he also gave him directions. He told him what to do and how to do it. Listen, God has given your pastor true vision. But the key is, are you going to help support the vision that God has given your, your pastor? Because really, that's what it all is. When I ask you, see, or can you see? Can you see the vision? Huh? The Bible says, somebody help me out, without a vision, people perish. The Bible says that, you know, right... <laughs> Write the vision. Make it plain. How come? So those that get it will run with it. You know, isn't it funny? It didn't say write the vision, make it plain so that you can run with it. No. He says, write the vision, make it plain, man. So as you're giving it to others, they can run with it. I got God, I got this talk to you. I remember uh, your pastor came to my house 
everything in my house. I know he didn't get a chance to see a whole lot. But everything there came with a vision. My backyard, I had to see it first. I was in the house six years before I did my backyard because I had to have a vision. And once I got a vision, I wrote it down. And now I could I could do I could put balls in in my backyard. <laughs> vision, can you see? Listen, where you are now, you have. I, I, I thank God for what He has done with you. You have done great things, but I need you to see beyond where you are now, because God has so much more for you. There's so much more for you guys, so many others that you guys can pour into. I'm not speaking of me alone, but there are others. There are cities. There are neighborhoods. There are people that's waiting for Solano Valley to see what God is doing in their lives so they can line up with the vision of God and take the gospel to the world so that other people will be able to say yes to the Lord. Ah, it was when Joshua saw and he gave them clear visions, go march around the wall one time each day. And on the seventh day, it says, then you shout. Now, I don't know about you. Can I talk to him for a minute? Mm-hmm. Pastor, look, I don't know about you. But you know, in life, you know, I've pastored two churches, you know, and did. I've been in ministry now longer than I want to admit. Been in the ministry for over 46 years. But listen here, there are sometimes there are some folks where it's like, Lord, are you sure this is the person that I'm supposed to pastor? Because regardless of what you do, they're gonna go against you. Mm-hmm. But you just got to stand firm. And just watch God. And I'm quite sure as these people was marching around the wall. Listen, on that, listen, he told them to march around seven times. Well, sister, on the sixth day, I know somebody was saying, now we've been marching around this thing every day. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing of them people was in them there looking, laughing at us. They got their popcorn and they got their Diet Coke. They drinking, pointing at us, taking videos of us. This is it. This is my last time. I ain't going to do it. You know what? As a matter of fact, when we get back, uh, I'm going to put in, I want to impeach Joshua. We need to listen to the leader that God has given us. And I'm not saying that we got to trust him. By no means. You gotta look, 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 look. I'm not saying trust him. I'm saying trust the God that's in him. Knowing that God has him. Knowing that he is a man that loves God. And God speaks to his heart. And if you trust the God that's in him, you will do mighty things in Christ. Mm. I spy with my spiritual eye a body of believers that will trust God. See? Bless you.
All right, I'm going to step off here, help Cornelius real quick. You okay, bro? Yep, yep. Okay. You all right? Yep. I am sorry. I'm sorry. All right, I am a, I'm a lot like my dad. I can stand almost anything but pain. Uh, and so I, 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 I'm hurting with you, bro. Uh, I love that. Did y'all like that? Uh, you know, I, I want to ask you. I want I want to ask you to think about this week. What do you spy with your spiritual eye? What do you spy with your your spiritual eye? What is it that you see in our world that must change? What is it that you see in your world that absolutely must change? Where do you see God working, and what does God want you to do? But I just want you to think about that. I want you to pray about that. So, uh, well, at this time, I'm going to hand it over to I'm going to hand it over to, to Jen. Uh, she's got a couple of announcements for us here. Thank you. Good morning. I just want to thank you, Pastor Cornelius, for that message. That was awesome. Awesome. It's a great reminder of who we are following and who we need to be listening to and looking to. And on that note, I just want to say I spy with my little eye, not spiritual but real, a lot of mothers in here. And I just want to take the opportunity to remind you guys that next Sunday is Mother's Day. So for those of you who have forgotten, don't forget to remember your mother or remember those who are like your mother, who treat you like your mother, who love you like a mother. Um, next Sunday, honor those, okay? Um, we just have a couple of announcements. One is about connection. That's something we talk about each week because that's something that matters to us here as a body of believers. We want to take our faith out. We want to be lifted up. We want to lift each other up. And one way we can do that is in living in connection, in community groups, inviting people over for dinner, just spreading our love to one another. So I would encourage you, if you haven't joined a, a connection group or a community group, go on our app. We have lots of groups that are meeting right now. We have groups that are in recess right now, but we'll be meeting again. Um, I encourage you to get on that app. If you haven't done this before, please do it. Sometimes God asks us to do things afraid. He asks us to do it while we are shaking with nerves. Just do it. When he's talking to you, listen. Another thing that he wants us to do is to serve, to find a way to plug in and to serve. Serve our community, serve our church body. Those are There's ways to do that on our app as well. We encourage you again to check on that app. If you haven't served, if you're afraid, do it afraid. There's things that you can do to start off making coffee, doing the coffee ministry. You can teach our students. That would be awesome. They need that. So anything that you can think of or or you can't think of, go on our app. There's lots of ways that you can serve and connect and grow on the app. Um, Next, we're going to be doing um, our worship through our giving. Before we close out the service, um, there are five ways that we can give. And, again, this is something that we do to honor God. Uh, He gives us everything, and he just wants us to honor him with the way that we give and and that's the one way that we can show our love to one another number one you can visit our website at www.solanovalley.org forward slash giving you can tap the give button on the svc app you can send a check to 1307 oliver road in fairfield california 94534 you can text the word give to 707-883-3019 Or if you're here, there is a slot behind our sound booth that you can put an offering in there. I just want to thank you guys for your kindness and generosity, and I hope that you all have a great, blessed week. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jen. Let's stand together one last time, church.
You know, last weekend, Carolyn and I went to uh, the Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference in San Francisco, and you walk away from that on a high and just pumped to be a great husband and a great dad. And after hearing Cornelius today, I'm just pumped again to just uh, to, to see how God wants to uh, to use us and build his kingdom right here uh, and, and beyond as we as we, uh, you know, as we remain faithful to that that initial calling that, that you and Gary have. And um, so let's uh, one last time before we go, let's uh, see him together. Let's see him together. Here we go. God of love, God of all glory, every day I see new mercy. Great is your faithfulness. God of love, God of my story, never fail, never forsake me. Great is your faithfulness. I see you in the morning light, hear you in the fire by night. You say, child, I am with you. Everything will be all right. See you in the tears that run. Feel you when the healing comes. Hear you say, beloved one, I'm with you. Every moment of my life, I see you. I see you. I see you. God, I see you. God of love, God of love, God of new vision, every blessing you have given, great is your faithfulness, how great is your faithfulness, I see you in the morning light, I feel you in the fire by night. Hear you say to child, I am with you. Everything will be alright. See you in the tears that run. Feel you in the healing comes. Hear you say, beloved one, I am with you. Every moment of my life, I see you. I see you. I see you. Yes, I will worship through the storm, through the storm, through the storm. All my hope is in you, Lord, in you, Lord, in you, Lord. Yes, I will worship through through the storm, through the storm. All my hope is in you, Lord, in you, Lord, in you, Lord. See you in the morning light. Feel you in the fire by night. Hear you say, child, I am with you. Everything will be alright. See you in the morning. Feel you in the fire by night. Hear you say, child, I am with you. Everything will be alright. See you in the tears that run. Feel you in the healing comes. Hear you say, beloved one, I'm with you every moment. I see you, I see you, I see you, 
see you. God, I see you. One more time now. I see you. I see you. I see you. God, I see you. Yes, I do. Thank you so much for being with us today. We invite you to come back tonight at 6.30 for Revival Prayer. Have an awesome Sunday.